but I wanna to get to why, right? I wanna to get to more business or double my business or 10X my business. What are the things that I need to do to get there? This is the Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. All right, guys, and welcome back. As always, we're here at 10 a.m. live Pacific time every Monday morning. And if you haven't checked out our Facebook Friday show, which we talk about business, we talk about growth, we talk about really getting a piece of the social media action in your business so that you guys can grow and get more results, convert your leads better, and just attract the clients that you're really looking for. So that's Fridays, 10 a.m. Pacific on our Facebook Friday show. So guys, got some good questions today. Good questions. I've got great questions every single week. I don't want to downplay it at all. First question we're going to just jump right off the bat in is, what are your thoughts on the law of attraction. I know that these questions are random. They're always all over the place. And it's so interesting to see how they all come together in the end. But if you haven't had a chance to get your questions submitted to the show, be sure to submit, send us an email, hit me up on a DM on Instagram, however you want to do it. Just get your questions to me. I'd love to answer them. We'll get them in the queue and, and make sure we bring the value that you guys are coming here to look for every single week. So what are your thoughts on the law of attraction? So I was first reading this and I was like, oh man, is this like about dating? Is this about like falling in love with my wife? Like where did this come into play? And, and maybe that'd be a fun show like bring my wife on here and talk about how we met and all that. It's been a fun relationship these last 13, actually going on 14 years here. But I think we're going to talk about the law of attraction in business because that's what this show is all about is business and helping you guys grow. And on your law of attraction, what is it that you're attracted to, right? So me, and, and obviously these answers come from myself always. So maybe you're going to have a different response to this. But for me, I'm attracted to what I'm interested in that moment, right? So I'm 39, I'll be 40 here in a few months. And the things that I'm interested in in my life right now are completely completely different than the things that I was interested in. Maybe not completely, but very different than the things that I was interested five years ago, 10 years ago, and even 20 years ago, right? Like looking back when I was 20 years old, 19, holy cow, like my life was just going in a completely different direction than I thought they were today. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in question number two, which we're talking about failures and some of the things that I've gone through in my life. But thinking about attraction, right? It's what I focus and I spend my time on, right? So right now I'm reading a lot of business books. I'm reading a lot of story brand books, tell your story kind of books, brand building books building your team books, because these are the questions that you guys are asking. Whatever you guys ask about, I try to go out and learn and be the expert at so that I can help bring you guys closer to the answers that you're looking for. And so as I focus on these things, those are the things that I'm interested in, right? I'm looking at bettering my team, making sure that our employees around here are the best at what they do. Fantastic. And they bring us the best results that we can get. I read books about how to tell stories better because I want to be able to relay my experiences with you guys better and go through the journey that I've gone through better with you guys so that you guys can have a feel of what it is that I do and show you guys how to do the same thing so that you can find the success in your business that you're looking for. I'm also in the process of remodeling our house. I'm in the process of raising three little girls. I'm in the process of continuing to date my wife because she's amazing and I love who she is, but I'm trying to get to know her better every single day. I'm in the process of working on my body because I don't, I'm not going through a midlife crisis right now, but I'm like definitely trying to change who I am in the fact of how I eat, how I work out, what I'm interested in, like how I have conversations. And so I'm trying to become 
a better person. So as I go through all these things, these are the things that I'm attracted to, right? So I was scrolling through my Pinterest last night and I was telling my wife, like we're going through this home remodel. And basically I use Pinterest to help me come up with ideas, right? So it's either how to eat or it's how to do our remodel. And so I'm like pinning fireplaces and master bathrooms and new kitchen ideas and like entryway doors and all this stuff. And I'm like telling my wife last night, I'm like, Meg, when I'm when we're done with this remodel, I think I'm gonna have to delete Pinterest because there's nothing else that I'm gonna use it for. Like I don't use it as a social media tool. We don't post as much content to it because it doesn't really fit how we communicate right now. Even though if you guys use Pinterest, use it. Like just make sure you use it because you need to be on all platforms. But right now, personally, I use it for pinning home remodel ideas. And it's just funny because everything that shows up on my pin feed, I guess is what you want to call it, is all about fireplaces. It's all about front doors. It's all about tile and bathrooms and kitchens and these things that I'm thinking about in our house right now. And it's what I'm attracted to, right? So Pinterest knows exactly how I think. They're like, here's this fireplace that you liked. Here's 85 more fireplaces that you'll probably like. Which one are you going to stay on and which one are you going to look at and click on and, and pin to your board? And we'll show you more of that. So I think Pinterest does a good job of understanding what I'm attracted to right now. And if you thought about your own mind, what are the things that you're focused on right now? All right. I just told you all of mine. Are you focused on, you know, getting better leads? Are you focused on growing your business? Are you, you know, it's August. Are you thinking about where am I going to spend my last uh, weeks of summer traveling? You know, what am I going to do with my family this year? Are you already thinking about like, you know, the holidays this, this fall and, and Christmas coming up and New Year's and what your goals are for 2020? What are you attracted to right now? So as I focus on what I'm attracted to, I start pushing out the other things in my life that don't matter to me as much. I start thinking about, you know, what, what, what can I use my brain power for? What can I just focus on? I probably only have the capacity for like five or six things. And so there's other things that I'm thinking about. You know, I've got car stuff that I'm thinking about. I got travel plans coming up next year that I'm thinking about. I've got new goals for 2020 that I'm thinking about, but I'm trying to shelf those things right now to focus on the most important things in my life. I've always got to put the most important things right now in my life. I call them my A item. What am I focused on right now that I need to worry about over the next maybe 30 or 60 days? My B items might be like six to nine months out. And then my C items might be like 12 to 36 months out, right? So I'm still thinking about those C items and they're still kind of on the back radar. But right now, my priority is those A items. What can I focus on today that's going to be bring me results over the next 30, 60 days? Or what do I have coming up that's going to happen in the next 30, 60 days, right? Classes I'm teaching, new clients that I'm working with, home remodels, all those kind of things. So I think how you focus on those things is important because you're going to spend 80% of your brain power working on those kind of things. So for me, what I do is I usually create a sheet of paper, not this one, but a sheet of paper, and I write down those things. And every day I'm like, okay, what's another thing that I need to do to get this checked off, right? So I know on my home remodel, what are the things that I need to focus on. You know, this week we need to talk about our roof. So we're working with a roofer on the new roof that we're putting on. Uh, I'm trying to meet my structural engineer. So I want to make sure that the structural engineer is on board and that he can uh, engineer the house properly. So those are the two things this week that I need to get accomplished. Pick a roofer and finalize all the details for my structural engineering. And that's it. I don't want to worry about tile or tile. I don't want to worry about toilets. I don't want to worry about countertops or appliances or anything else. Like right now, I just know the goals that I have and the things that I'm focusing on. I guess kind of in a long way roundabout answer, the law of attraction is interesting because it's the things that are forefront of your mind. It's things that you're focused on right now. If you took this to dating or business or hobbies or anything else that you're going to focus on, it's the things that are kind of forefront in mind. And next week may change, right? As we go through this remodel and as I finish it up and we're done and I don't have to think about the house project anymore, something else is going to be on the forefront of my mind. And that's going to be the thing that occupies 80% of my time all the time, right? It's, it's always growing my business. It's always making sure my family's taken care of and it's always personal develop, right? Like how can I be a better person? How can I bring more to my clients? How can I do more as a human being? Those are always the forefront of my mind. So that's where my law of attraction is always focused on. So I guess my homework for you guys on this one is really think about where you're spending your time. What do you focus on right now? And is it something that's going to need to be taken care of right now? And the number two question is, is 
is how can I check a couple things off the list so that I can maybe push that to the back of the list? You know, maybe it's an ongoing process, but I but once those items are checked off for a while, I can kind of push it back and focus on some more important things. As we go through summer right now again and, and wrap things up when we get into the fall, the market's gonna change for you guys, right? If you're selling houses, the market slows down in the fall. At least for me, it has. If you're trying to obtain new clients, you know, a lot of stuff happens during the summer. People make moves, they injure themselves because they're outdoors doing things, they're on a health kick because they're in different outfits, right? They're not bundled up in parkas and jackets trying to hide their bodies. So maybe they're trying to get in better shape. Maybe they drive their cars on road trips and so they're gonna be breaking down more often. They need help, right? Like summer is a big part of business for people. And so as we slow down in the fall, how are you preparing for these things? So keep that business top of mind and keep these items as relevant as they can so that you can focus on them and, and check them off the list and keep getting through the important things and keep moving on and prepare for this fall that's coming. Question number two, this is a good one. This is what I really titled the, the whole show about. What failures or disasters ended up being a blessing in disguise that set you up for success later? That's an interesting thought because everybody wants to avoid failures, right? Like nobody wants to go through a failure. I mean, I've known plenty of people who've gone through divorces and deaths and disasters, DDD, right? <laughs> All these different things that are going on in their life. And you look at them in the moment and you're like, oh my gosh, my life sucks. I hate this. Like, I can't believe I'm going through this right now. And then you go through a few more years of life and you realize looking back, wow, I can't believe what that process did for me or what that situation allowed me to see or by going through these events where I am today. And I wouldn't have been there without this. So if I back up pretty much 10 and a half years ago from this week or this month, it was January of 20, yeah, 2009. I'd recently been laid off my job, which I thought was going to be my 40, 50 year career, something that I was going to love. The economy basically said, nope, we don't need you right now. And we're going to kick you out. So my, the company that I was working for, they laid off about 520 ish employees. I was one of them. I think I was on like layoff number 27 of that week and, or that, that month. And they basically came to me around three o'clock on a Friday and were like, look, we, we just don't need you anymore. I'm sorry. We don't have enough work. We lost a billion dollars worth of work over the last quarter and we're going to have to do something else. So thanks anyway. And me and hundreds, if not thousands of other, well, I got hundreds from my company, but thousands of other people in that same industry, in that same area, we're looking for work and being new out of school of about five years versus the guys who'd been doing this for 20 years who lost their job. Like they could go pick up another job at another company who had things going on. But for me, it was like tough luck, Eric, go find something else to do. We just don't need you in this industry anymore. And my heart was dashed. Like I remember, I mean, as hard as this is to admit, crying myself to sleep at night thinking, what am I going to do in life? Like I've got a wife to support, you know, we were about to buy a house, which I'm so glad I didn't have a house payment at that time. We we're still renting a place and had to make payments. I had cars, you know, I had life, I had things, responsibilities. And again, luckily no kids at the moment. So life was pretty affordable, but I still had major responsibilities. I couldn't just curl up and, and lay in bed and, and pout all day, which I have done. And which I'm sure many of you guys have done that too. And, and maybe you're not man enough to admit it. I don't care wherever you are that you've had those experiences, but you probably have gone through tough times in your life where you just want to like uh, it's not like, what do I do? Right. I wasn't suicidal by any means. And I know people who've had those thoughts and it sucks. And I'm sorry, you have to go through those things, but it was a tough time in my life. And I remember like, it was literally probably nine months before I made another dollar, nine months. That was really hard. I, like I didn't have savings for nine months. I didn't have like this thing set aside saying, well, if the economy changes, I can ride through this and get through it. Like the economy didn't change for two or three more years. Like companies like this weren't hiring until about 2012, a long time later. And I could have like figured something out. I could have worked at McDonald's or found some other job for the meantime and come back into it and waited around and basically been like, hey guys, I'm back, you know, pick me, pick me. But I didn't, I didn't want the responsibility of, uh, or the opportunity of being laid off by somebody else. I wanted to have my own future and I wanted to 
have my own success and I wanted to be the one who decided if I was going to get paid or not. And I think that that right there alone was the biggest decision maker in my life that's brought me the best success that I could ever find. I had a great job before this, right? My W-2 job was great. I was probably earning by the time he added in bonuses and all that kind of stuff myself, just over $100,000 a year. It was a great job. Uh, and being five years out of school, like I couldn't have asked for anything better, but I was not prepared for that day that was going to come. There was other things that I was interested in life. There's other avenues that I wanted to pursue and there's other things that I wanted to kind of figure out in life. But I figured like, this is the steady Eddie course. I'll just have this eight to five job for the rest of my life. Someday I'll retire. Someday I'll be able to just travel and do whatever I want when I'm 60 ish. Right. But it didn't, I got a kick in the pants and I got booted out and I said, and I was told basically this isn't the life where you've got to figure out something else. And because of that disaster and because of that failure, it allowed me to become an entrepreneur. It allowed me to really open my eyes and see what was available. I probably had dreamt about being an entrepreneur or thought about maybe some other things that I would like to do in this life or other businesses that I would like to own, but I wouldn't have naturally quit that job, that safe haven that I was in and gone out on my own. And this isn't the go quit your job talk. This is just the look at the experiences that you're going through right now and look around and say, what can I learn from this experience? I learned that I needed to be kicked out of where I was to be able to force myself into taking action and doing something that I should do for myself, right? So nine months of trial and tribulation and going through this and trying to figure out what I was going to do and talking to my wife and reading a bunch of books and having this kind of, I guess you could call it like crisis in the middle of my 30s because I was, yeah, I just turned 30 at that time. Like open my eyes and what am I going to do? We got in, I'm not going to tell this whole story, but we got into real estate. We got into house flipping. I, I, I became my own boss. I started making decisions decisions for myself and bringing in my own paycheck. I wasn't like, okay guys, I did my work. Where's my money? And I've never been that way over the last 10 years. I've always had to go find my own groove. I've always had to go find my own source of income. I've had to work for what I have. And it's been great because it's taught me hustle, hard work, how to be a better leader. It's taught me how to support my family better. It's taught me that nobody is going to give me a free ride in this life that I've got to do everything for my own. And I, I appreciate that right? Here I am. And that's basically, I guess, the success of that disaster. And I've had failures along the way. I've had disasters along the way. I've had like wake up one day and just think, where's this going? What am I doing? Why am I here? It's been a long decade. What I can tell you is that if you do decide to go out on your own, it's not the next day. It's a bed of roses forever, right? Like many of you are going through this right now. Maybe in the last two to five or 10 years, you've decided I'm going to go do my own thing, right? I'm going to become a real estate agent and sell my own houses. I'm going to start up this business. I'm going to become self-employed. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do my own thing. I'm going to sell things on the side or whatever it is. And you realize it's not just super easy and it doesn't just come naturally. You've got to figure it out and you've got to keep learning and keep educating yourself and keep becoming a better person day to day to day. And it's a struggle. I'll tell you that it's a struggle, but it's, it's got me the success that I'm in here today. I've made plenty of money since the day that I lost that hundred thousand dollar job. I thought that that was going to be the peak of my income for a long, long, long time. And it was for a first few years. I didn't, again, I didn't make a dollar for nine months. It was a long time to get back to that $100,000 level. And, and since then, we've made some incredible opportunities, we've built some new companies, invested in some businesses, got again, got into real estate investing. It's just been a fantastic road since then. So my advice for you is take the failures that you go through, even if they're not as big as what I just talked about, but you have little hiccups along the way. You know, the economy is going to change again in the next few years. You're going to go through a period of time. Maybe when you're in the mud of it at that moment, you can't look around and say, what am I supposed to learn? But as you start coming out of it and you start clearing your eyes of that mud, you know, what are you going to look back and see and what can you learn from that experience and, and how can you grow from it? 
So that's what that was. Question number three. We got to keep moving on. This one is a deep one too, but it was a good one. It's kind of a long one to read, so I might paraphrase some of it. It basically says, I quit my corporate job and created my own company. So he was able to quit. Good for them. (laughs) And now I'm looking to grow. How do I scale my company, hire an assistant, and bring in subcontractors while ensuring that I keep the same level of quality in the work that is produced at the same level of privacy with my clients? A lot going on in that question. We're probably going to answer, I quit my job, and how do I grow? How do I hire and scale? And uh, I think we could probably leave it at that. So I think most of you guys are probably struggling with the same thing. I remember a few months back, I went into a entrepreneur slash business group and you know, it's full of a mix of everybody. There's probably like 10 to 15,000 members of this group. And I basically asked the question, I said, you know, what are some of the things that you struggle with in your business? Cause I was kind of curious of what people are struggling with in their business. And I'm trying to help bring value to you guys and trying to make sure that I understand what it is that you're going through. You know, we do a lot with marketing and branding, but a lot of it, of uh, my consulting with you guys one-on-one is just helping you guys in your business and going through the struggles that you have. Again, with 10 years of experience now, I've been through a lot. I've scaled, I've hired, we've had teams, we've gone through a lot of employees. Like I understand this process and, and growing. And so I want to bring as much value as I can in the conversations that I have with you guys as I can. So feel free to ask these types of questions. So number one is how do I scale my company? The biggest part of it is offloading what you're doing every single day. I'm writing a course right now, which we haven't given an official name, but it's basically like how to hire and train a VA, right? So it's teaching you how to say, okay, what are my responsibilities in my business every single day? What are the things that I do day in and day out that have to keep my business floating and just keep going? And then number two question is really, what are the things that help my business grow? Like if I just did all these things, it would keep me where I am and doing X amount of business per year. But I want to get to Y, right? I want to get to more business or double my business or 10X my business. What are the things that I need to do to get there? And so as you write this lesson, you create these items, you can start saying, okay, what are the things that I really enjoy in my business? What are the things that I want to do day in and day out? Because if I'm doing everything, I know I don't love it, but I have to do some of these things, right? Like I have to do accounting, I have to hire and fire, I have to train, I have to prospect, I have to maintain a website, I have to follow up with people, I have to have systems in place, like all these things. And I know you don't want to do all of these because I don't want to do all of them. And I'm sure you don't. There's certain things along that list that are saying, these are the things that speak to me. These are the things that are going to bring me satisfaction and joy every single day. So how do I just focus on those things? And how do I do those things every day? Well, number one is you got to understand what they are. And then number two, you just got to sit down and say, okay, if I had the perfect day or the perfect week or month, these are the 10 things that I want to do or five things or a hundred things or whatever it turns out to be. And everything else you need to find a way to delegate to somebody. So that's how you scale is you take the things that you don't want to do and you give them to somebody else because it's going to free up a lot of time. What I found is the things that I love to do, the time goes by super quick and I get them done. You know what? Maybe for some people takes 10 hours, I can get done in an hour or even less. And the things that I don't want to do take me way longer to do because I, I don't know how to do it very well. I haven't figured out the best process. Maybe I'm trying to perfect it too much. And because it's not something that I do every day, I just spend too much time on it. Right? So I can find somebody to do these things for me. A big, huge one for me. I'll just give you an idea is all of our accounting, right? Like I watch my numbers. I know where our money's going and I get reports on these things, but I'm not taking care of payroll. I'm not taking care of writing checks for invoices. I'm not balancing all of our books. Somebody else does that for me. And it's done in probably an hour per month by this great company who I love and trust. And then they give me the report. I spend 10 minutes or so a week looking at it and just making sure that everything's good. Uh, all of our numbers are right. And then I can move on. So instead of an hour, which probably would realistically would take me like 10 hours to do, maybe even five, I can scale back to now just 10 minutes of quick review and it's done. And it frees me up to spend four hours and 50 minutes on something else that I enjoy. Does that make sense? So now I'm buying back my own time. Yes, I spend money on somebody else doing this work, but it's allowed me to do my own thing, the things that I want to do. So now it frees up that four and a half ish, five hours, right? Of time. So now I can do five hours and more of stuff that's productive for 
for me, creating these types of shows that maybe allows me to create a whole nother episode like this, something that I haven't done before, right? Maybe I start a third show during the week, or maybe I'm able to create another course that I haven't done before. Actually, that is one of the things that's happened this month. My goal now moving forward is to create one new course a month for you guys. The next one that we're working on right now, again, is how to hire and train a VA. We're not sure what the next one's going to be. I've got a list. We've got to identify what September is going to become. But for August, my goal is to create this course. And every month after that, I'm going to make a new course. If I had to do all my own accounting, we wouldn't be able to make these courses. Does that make sense? So now I'm able to create my own time. I'm able to do more of the things that I want to do and offset the things that I don't want to do. So once you have this list and you figure out the things that you don't want to do, it's hiring people for that job, right? I'm not going to go find one VA or one person who's talented in video editing and website creation and writing and blogging and everything else and accounting. Like that person is not one person. It might be six or 10 people. So I've got to decide what's the role in the position that I got hired for and then finding the right person for those jobs. So if I create 20 different tasks, it may take 20 people. It may take 10 people. I don't know until I really figure out what those tasks are. But the goal here is to offset as much stuff from my plate as I possibly can so that I can focus on the highest time producing, money producing items in my business that I can focus on all the time. So that's my goal. So like I said, number one here, how to grow, offset as much as you can to somebody else to do the things that you don't want to do that you weren't great at, give them to somebody else. And then he talks about hiring an assistant, bringing on subcontractors, some bringing on subcontractors. That's exactly it. You got to hire an assistant. You got to have subcontractors. The subcontractors could be doing editing a video. It could be editing audio for a podcast, maybe a blogger who can put all this audio from the show right into a blog. It's just, you know, if you create one piece of content, you can distribute that in multiple scenarios, blogs, blogs, shows like this, eBooks, even Uh, maybe you need to hire somebody to manage your website, take care of your SEO and make sure that everything looks pretty. Maybe you need to hire a graphic designer to create logos and transitions and intros to videos, right? Like the intro that you saw when we started the show, that was done by our video editor. That's pretty cool. Maybe there's somebody else on your team though who can help you with that. There's a whole bunch of different people that are an asset to your team that you're going to need. Again, number one of them or one of them might be an accounting department. There's just a bunch of different things that you need. I think a big one, uh, which we talk about a lot around here is a general VA, somebody who just manages a bunch of the positions and kind of as a project manager for everything that you do. If you work and sit down with them, he or she, and say, look, these are the things that we're trying to accomplish. We need a writer. We need an editor. We need this, 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 and this, you know, help me manage all the tasks that are happening again so that you don't have to take up the time to speak to these individuals one off and they can help manage that whole process. So you're right. You're on the right path is hiring those subcontractors, making sure that you found the, the quality that you're looking for, you might have to go through a few, you know, it's okay. We've gone through a couple of video editors. I'm sure if you've been watching some of our content along the way, you'll see a change. Some of them have left for other opportunities. Some of them have gone back to school because they're young and they're hustling. They're doing their thing. Um, the video editor we have right now, he's doing fantastic. I really appreciate everything that you're doing, Jonathan. Thanks for being here on our team. But the point is, is don't expect to get it right the first time. You're going to have to go through changes. You're going to have to go through a team that works for you. It's an organic process that just keeps happening. So I guess my my, my suggestion for him on number three is is keep looking to grow, keep looking to offset the things that you don't want to do in your business that you probably shouldn't be doing, that you're not that great at. And know that the further that you grow in business and the more things you keep taking on as a business, you're going to have to just keep giving off more and more and more. There's responsibilities that are coming up in your company that you didn't even think about, the tasks that you aren't even doing today that you might be giving up to somebody. Okay? So just plan ahead for the future. Set aside money on, on your income. You know, if you're charging a certain amount per product, you know, you're probably paying yourself that money. You're not realizing what it's going to cost to hire new people. So figure out your overhead and what it's going to cost. I know that to have a video editor and a podcast creator and a, a writer and you know a social media marketer, it's going to cost overhead. I'm going to have to pay these salaries. And so I've got to work that into the cost of, of doing business. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. Question number four. This was an interesting one. 
kind of slip through without me preparing as well for it. So we're going to just make the most of it. But they basically say, I travel from Asia to the US for university and want to start my entrepreneurial journey, but I don't know how or when to start. What would you recommend I do? Number one is this person's in school and they're looking to start their journey. I would say if you're in school, you probably have something in mind that you want to do, right? So maybe you're studying to become a doctor or a lawyer, a marketing specialist, whatever it is in school that you're focused on right now. If you're already going that route, unless you just started and you're like, all right, it's day number one of school. What do I want to do? I think you're probably already along that process. So number one, the question becomes is, do you want to finish? Do you want to keep doing this? Or is there something that's driving you away from finishing school to do something else? You got to figure that out. Because if you're just in school because somebody told you to go to school, because somebody told you to get a degree and school's going to solve all your problems in life, I can guarantee that you're going to find failure in the future because school is not always a solution. And I'm not telling you drop out of school. I'm just saying that school to me only makes sense for certain, for certain career paths, right? Like I have to go to school if I want to become a surgeon or a doctor or a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist or a dentist or some profession that needs that education level. If I want to become an entrepreneur or go into marketing or become a real estate agent or own a business someday, whatever that section is, I don't have to go to school. School's going to maybe teach me a little bit about running a business. It's going to teach me accounting. If I take those classes, it's going to teach me how to write and how to communicate better. So great. But maybe you can take some of those classes as a part-time, right? You don't have to go get a four-year degree for this. You can just know that there's a lot that I can obtain for this. I think a lot of people go to school though for the relationships, right? If you're in a school that has those relationships like Harvard and Oxford, Oxford and Yale and big, big programs where you're part of this community. But for the most part, we're just going to school because we're passing time till we figure out what we want to do. I know for me, I didn't know. I changed my major seven times. I had no idea what I wanted to do when I got into school. It was just told to me, go to school. Like, go figure it out. It's going to, you have to do it. Like, that's what my family um, has done. Go to school, get a degree. But I guess the second part of this question is if you know what you want to do in life, then then finish it. Go to school, get that degree and do it. If you're like, hey, I, I enjoy school, but someday I want to be an entrepreneur and someday I want to start my side hustle. What's holding you back from doing it now? I think that a lot of you guys and me included think that you have to have this like 40 year path figured out. Again, when I was in school, I kind of figured out what I wanted to do. When I decided, I was like, hey, this is it. This is what I'm going to be doing for the next 40 years. And this is the route that I want to go. When I'm 65, I'll hang up my hat and I'll look around and be like, cool, do I want to travel? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? I just figured like, this is it. Put the blinders on for the next 40 years. And that's going to be that. But you don't have to, right? The days of staying at a job for 40 years are over. That kind of dedication to a business is gone. I, I see people making shifts all the time. I've made a bunch of shifts my, in my own life. I've done a bunch of different things. I think it's possible. I think that if you went to school to become a dentist, you're probably sticking it out to be a dentist. You're not going to like say, okay, let's go back and become a lawyer now. And let's go back and become this and this and this now. Maybe you're a dentist and you went through school and you worked at it for a few years and you realize that's not the route I want to go. I would rather start my own tire shop or become a mechanic or become this or that or this, you know, it's okay to make these changes. And that's what I'm getting at is take a couple hard turns. When you're young and you're in school and you haven't figured it out yet, the best thing that you can do is go get experience. I would say over the next two years, if you're in school right now, you're probably 18 to 23, 24, somewhere in there, depending on where you are. Guys, you've got time to fail. You're like, you could work the next four to 10 years off of your life and still not be 30 years old probably. And you're going to have the opportunity to just fail and learn and grow and do things. Your 20s is the most affordable time that you have to live in your life. It's probably just you yourself, you know, you can eat top ramen, you can live with eight guys in an apartment in New York or LA or wherever you're going to be. You can do things on the cheap. Once you get married and you have kids and you have a house and you have this life that you've established and this new level of living, you've got a new check that you've got to write, right? You've got huge overhead that you've got to get to. And so while it's cheap, 
And while you can live on pennies a day instead of hundreds of dollars a day, what are the things that you're gonna wanna experience, right? Travel, write, read, record, document your journey. Go try new things. Try being a blogger one month. Try working for somebody that you've never thought of working before just to get some experience in that area. I think that's one of the things that my my dad did a really good job of when I was younger is helping me have a lot of different experiences. He told me that I want you to go to school so that you can learn to work with your brain and not your hands. He didn't want to be, me to be a manual laborer, right? He didn't want me to be digging holes and, and having to lift heavy things and do that because he knew that if I got injured on the job, I wouldn't be able to work anymore. And if I didn't rely on my brain, then I would have to rely on my hands. And if I did that, then someday I could be out of work. And there's no offense to people that work hard, because trust me, I appreciate you guys. After spending several hours of, of my Saturday doing yard work and using muscles that I n don't normally use and sweating through it, I appreciate you guys like crazy. But I can just say that I'm, I'm grateful for the brain that I have and the knowledge that I've obtained and the ability to work with my head and not have to use my hands every single day. So go try things that are gonna tell you, I don't like this and I don't wanna do that. Go fail at things. Go try new things that are gonna force you to get outside of your comfort zone and do things that you've never thought of trying before because you just wanted the experience to know that it's 30 days. I can do anything for 30 days and then after that, I can quit and go do something else, right? Maybe go work for McDonald's for 30 days. Maybe go take photos at Walmart in the photo booth for 30 days, right? Maybe go work at Payless Shoes and sell shoes to people for 30 days. Maybe go be a travel guide in New Zealand for 30 days. Whatever these things are, just go try new things and experience things to see what do I like to do in this life? What are the things that drive me and make me passionate and excited that get me out of bed every single day and say, "Woo, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And just know that whatever that is, it may change in five years and it may be completely different. Again, I graduated with a construction degree. I thought building commercial properties and big, huge buildings uh, in the Bay Area was what I wanted to do. It's still really exciting, but it's not the thing that's going to get me out of bed and say, I am ready to go. Let's get out of bed today and let's like just get this thing started. It's fun to go look at and it's like, oh, this is cool. I really like that building or that's really neat or how did the architect think of that or how did they do that or why did they do that? But it's not my thing. It's not what I want to do every day. What gets me out of bed every single day right now is you guys, right? I have the opportunity to communicate with many of you one-on-one -on -one every single day. I spend 30 minutes with you each week on the phone talking about your business, talking about your struggles, talking about where you are and how you're going to get those new clients, how you're going to use social media in your business, how you're going to tell your story, how you're going to create more content, how you're going to distribute your message so that you can communicate with the world that you want and attract the clients that you're looking for so that you don't have to go out and hustle for the business that may be awkward for you or maybe uncomfortable for you to pick up the phone and go door knock and go solicit your business. I want to make sure that I can help you the best that I can. And that's what gets me out of business. Uh, I had a pet in the morning, right? This morning when my alarm went off, I thought about who do I get to help today? Who are the clients that I get to speak to today on the phone and help them? And what are they going through right now? And, and how can I bring them value? I know that when it's Saturday night at 1130 and I could be doing anything else in the world and I'm at my laptop consuming content and emailing clients and saying, hey guys, it was Mike. Actually, Mike, if you're watching this, it was you. Mike, here's this video. Go check this out. This is hopefully going to help you do better. This is going to help you create better content. This is going to help you get to the next level that way you're looking to. And I know that when it's Saturday night at 1130 and I'm doing that and I'm not sleeping or I'm not eating or I'm not traveling somewhere or hanging out watching Netflix with my wife, I know that I'm committed to this business and I know that I love what I do. And that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. And that's what's super exciting for me. 
So if you're going to school just to go to school, or if you're just doing something because you're like, look, I make the money that I make, or if you're just doing that thing because you've been in it so long that it's too hard not to quit and it's easier just to keep doing that thing, trust me, I've been there. That's what I talked about in that first example. I wouldn't have quit that job. Like giving up $100,000 a year to go do something else was super scary for me, right? Like I like that money. I like the things that it bought me. So you're probably in that same position and it's hard to make that shift. But if you don't love it, like I didn't love it every single day, you probably need to find something else. Cause guys, it's a long life when you're doing something that you don't wanna do. And it's a super short life when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. It's just a blink of an eye. And someday it'll be over. And someday you're gonna have the chance to reflect back and look at those experiences and said, I had one chance and this is what I did. I had one opportunity to fulfill myself the greatest that I possibly could and to do the most that I could in this life to help people, to grow, to challenge myself, to learn. And this is what I did. Don't have any regrets, my friends. Live each life as if it were the last and keep doing as much as you can for yourself and for other people so you can find that joy that you're looking for. Wow, this has been a good one. We've been ranting here for a while, 37 minutes. Okay, on to the next one. Guys, appreciate it. Thanks for following along. I feel like I give my best piece of advice at the end. So if you're here till the end, thanks for watching this. If you're watching this live right now, I'd love for you to go back and watch the replay once this ends because there's some great content all along the way. But thanks for being here every single week. Thanks for joining us on Mondays for the Ask Eric Hammond Show. My name is Eric Hammond. Thanks for being here. Get your questions submitted if you haven't already. Please subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube or somewhere else, subscribe to our channel, hit that red bell, join us and get your questions answered and learn how you can attract the customers that you're looking for, how you can get the clients in this life that you're looking for. I don't want to show you how to go door knock and I don't want to show you how to pick up the phone. I want you to show you how to do business in an easy way for you so that you can get the clients that you're looking for and make your business as simple as possible. It's been a good show, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for getting your questions answered. As always, I'm Eric Hammond. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond with the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time.